You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with Shauna. Shauna, hi, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today to do this with me because this is something that we've not talked about on this podcast yet, but it's something that's really important to me and it'll kind of unfold as we talk more about this. So first, just tell us more about yourself and your family. Well, I am a registered nurse. I am married. I have two children. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. They are beautiful and healthy and unvaccinated. Um... And uh, right now we are considering homeschooling them because we are in California. And um, right now, unless your children are fully vaccinated, they cannot attend school. Tell me more about um, what you do for work. Um, I, well, I work in behavioral health. Um, I would love to work in labor and delivery. Um, That's kind of, I just think that would be so much fun. But um, I specifically chose to work in an area where we don't give vaccines. Um, I've probably given one flu shot in, you know, the four years that I've been working as a nurse, um, a fully informed consent flu shot. But um, I just, I I don't, I, I, for me personally, I I couldn't work in an area where I had to give vaccines to to newborns. So um, I chose not to. Interesting. We can talk more about um, your point about informed consent in a minute Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So what led you to choose to become a nurse in the first place? I mean, years ago, I just really, I really wanted to help. Um, I didn't know as much about healthcare um, now as I do now. Years ago, had I known, I probably actually would have been a chiropractor. I think you guys are awesome um, mm-hmm. and true healers. Um, but I really wanted to just help people, and um, so I started going to school. And right as I was actually graduating is kind of when I had my awakening about natural health, and um, you know, kind of how Western medicine isn't necessarily the greatest at keeping us healthy. If you get into a car accident, it's the, you know, this is the place you want to be. You have a major event. This is where you want to be. But as far as keeping us healthy, not, not so much. Um, But in my home, um, we do a lot of natural health, um, you know, nutrition, supplements, things like that. I'm actually going to school right now to be a naturopath just with um, my life and my way of thinking and, you know, how I raise my family and um, things like that. So tell me more about what led you to become interested in more natural approaches to health. When I was about 26, 25 or 26, I found a, um, a lump in my left breast. Um, I had it ultrasounded. It was not, it wasn't a cyst. It turned out to be a benign tumor. I had it removed. And like eight months later, I found another one. And I went to the doctor and I'm like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And he was, he didn't really have any answer for me. He's like, well, you know, this just sometimes happens. And I was like, you know, I'm 26 years old. And I'm getting tumors in my breast and you can't tell me why this is happening. Um, and a friend referred me to a, a natural doctor and he put me on a cleanse. He said that I had a hormone imbalance. Um, he's, and he said something that really stuck with me. And he was like, you know, Western medicine, when we have a headache, we take a Tylenol or, or ibuprofen and we don't really address what's causing the headache. We just treat the symptom. We don't address the cause. And that I'd never heard that before. And, and that just really, that really stayed with me. 
so that was one thing. Another, another uh, thing is my mom has Lyme disease and Western medicine is terrible. They don't know how to treat Lyme disease, especially chronic Lyme disease. Um, so if you find out that you have it after a couple of months and it's not treated, it's very, very difficult to treat after the fact. So um, just kind of exploring different ways to help her and how I kind of healed myself from these tumors really opened up my eyes a lot. I had a very similar experience with um, a lump in my breast that I felt when I was about 21, actually. Mm. And I had the same kind of experience. I had an ultrasound and it was not a tumor. It was just a cyst, but, but there was no education for me at that time right. um, from my medical providers that said, this is why you have this. And it didn't right. even occur to me to think more about why I didn't mm -hmm. have it at that time. Yeah. yeah. So tell me more about how you got started speaking out about vaccine safety in particular. So I, quite honestly, I never really gave vaccines a second thought until I was pregnant with my daughter. So about four years ago, and, I, and I'd heard the autism stuff. I didn't really have an opinion on it one way or another. And that wasn't even in the forefront of my mind when I started thinking about vaccines for my daughter. I just, I, I honestly, I feel like it was just kind of divine intervention because I don't know where it came from. But um, initially we were thinking schedule or maybe just like selectively vaccinate her. And when I had her in the hospital, the pediatrician came in, he was really upset um, because I refused the hepatitis B vaccine. And I said, well, I don't have hepatitis B. She doesn't have any risk factors for it. I don't see why she would need that vaccine. That doesn't make any sense to me. And he said, well, 30% of the kids that we see with hepatitis B had no risk factors for it. They sort of just had a spontaneous hepatitis B. And I was like, <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. You contract <laughs> hepatitis B through IV drug use and sex. That is exactly the same thing as saying that somebody just got AIDS out of nowhere. And I was furious that he would flat out lie. I mean, he's a pediatrician. There's no way that he didn't know what he was saying. So I said, you know, we need to really start researching these a little bit more. So I, I just started trying to read anything I could get my hands on. It was really hard to find, find um, unbiased information. But I did find this book. It's written by a pediatrician, uh, Laura Feeder. I forget the name of the book, but she's a pediatrician, but she's also, I believe, a naturopath. And she had a section on vaccines that was the most unbiased information that I was able to find about what the illnesses are, how they're actually contracted, what the risks of the illness are, and um, what the risks of the vaccines are. Um, from there, we were like, okay, we'll maybe just do a few, but we're still going to delay them. We decided we were going to delay until she was about six months. And then we just kept putting them off. Um, she was just so healthy. You know, a few months, we kind of just kept reevaluating it. Like, do we want to do this? When she was 11 months old, we um, flew across the country to visit my family and friends. And um, my daughter had never been sick, not even so much as a sniffle, nothing. And um, I was like, well, you know, she's going to be in an airport. We're going to be traveling. Like, surely this is the time that she's going to be sick. Um, she didn't. We had a layover. And she was crawling around in like this disgusting like airport play area that I'm sure they never clean. And I was just ready. I'm like, okay, she's going to get her first whatever. And nothing happened. So I was really blown away because I have, I had friends with children, you know, weeks, weeks away from her age that had been on 10 doses of anti, you know, 10 rounds of antibiotics by the time they were 11 months old. They just had, you know, RSV and all these other things that she'd never had. And that was really eye-opening for me. I, you know, I was like, maybe she doesn't need any of these. So once she hit a year, we were like, okay, I don't think she's, she's not going to get any. And then I just started researching more about the ingredients 
and what the side effects are, right? I mean, you can start just reading a vaccine insert and it lists what the, what's inside of the vaccines and what all the side effects are. The ingredients are <laughs> some of the most disgusting things on the planet. And then the side effects, a lot of them are far worse than what any of the illnesses even you try to be protecting yourself from. So I kind of kept our decision to ourselves for a little bit. It, I didn't feel like it was anybody's business, really, what we were doing with her. Some of my close friends knew that she wasn't vaccinated, but for the most part, I kept it to myself. Then, um, I believe in early 2015, um, proposed a mandatory vaccine bill. He was going to be taking away the um, personal belief exemption here, which was like, you know, you can decline for religious reasons or for conscientious reasons. Every state has, um, every state has medical exemptions. Most states have religious exemptions as well, and I believe there's like 15 or 17 other states that also have personal belief exemptions. So he was going to do away with all exemptions except for medical, which are extremely difficult to get. I was like, you know what? I need to start speaking out because as long as people think that vaccines are this completely harmless, life-saving, you know, modern marvel of medicine, then nobody's, nobody's going to fight these mandates. People are going to think it's fine and people are going to roll over and just accept it and, and kids are going to get hurt and people have a right. So I just started being very vocal about it. I've lost some friends over it, but it's been, it's actually been a really great experience. Now that's interesting to hear you say, tell me more about what you feel like has been great about this experience for you. I've met some of the best people um, ever that I could ever expect to have into my life through, um, through this movement of, of people. I mean, we have, there's so many, so many people involved in this movement. And um, unfortunately, a lot of them have vaccine injured children, but some of them don't. They're just parents like me that, either were warned ahead of time or they just, they, you know, the, the maternal instinct, whatever it is, um, they just didn't vaccinate their children. But we, I mean, we all kind of came into this as strangers. Some of us only know each other through Facebook or have met each other. We have questions or, you know, need help with anything. Um, we're all kind of right there for each other. And they're some of the most intelligent, well-researched, um, just amazing people. Was there ever a time that you felt afraid to speak out and to, to tell people what you believe is the truth about vaccine safety? Oh, sure. You know, especially in the beginning, I was like, this is such a polarizing topic and people are going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, surely I've had some friends that have deleted me off Facebook and that don't talk to me anymore. But I've also had people message me and say, you know, look at, I started researching vaccines specifically so that I could debunk everything that you are posting on Facebook. And I can't believe what I'm finding. I can't believe that you're right about a lot of this stuff. Like now I'm not going to vaccinate my kids or now I'm going to, you know, stop that. Whatever it is, like their eyes are open now um, because some of the stuff it does. I mean, it does sound crazy. It does sound crazy to say that they know that these vaccines are causing issues. But I mean, the fact is that, that they do. And you can look at a vaccine insert and there are studies all over the place that show all the, all the problems that they're causing. It's just people have to look for it. So yes, I've, I've been, yes, I've been nervous about what maybe some people would think. I've been nervous about um, being vocal at work. And, and to be quite honest, like I do have to be careful at work about it, but, um, but I also come from a place of its informed consent. So if I'm going to give somebody a flu shot, that's their choice. They're adults if they want it, but um, they're going to know all the risks prior. And if they want to make that decision, then, then that's on them as you mentioned before, informed consent is really lacking in not just vaccines, but in a lot of Everything. other 
mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of other procedures in, um, in healthcare in general. Yes. Mm. Yeah, what advice would you give to another woman that's listening to the show today who feels like she's like a wellness warrior like us? Like she knows that there's this thing inside of her that's telling her to go in this direction and follow that voice, but she feels really afraid. She might feel afraid, you know, that people will um, say bad things or mean things about her, but she might also be afraid for the safety of her children too. We're in a really dangerous place right now with what's going on. There's vaccine bills across the country right now. What's happening in California, they're trying to do similar things in other states. They haven't been successful yet, but, but they're going to keep trying. Yeah. More, more and more people are waking up to the, the danger surrounding vaccines and they're refusing them. And so they're real, there's really this push. And for me, I just tell myself I can't sit back knowing that this is going to happen, knowing that there's babies being harmed, some are being killed, and just sit back and be quiet. So I think my advice would be to just stand in your truth and do what you know is the right thing to do. Um, regardless of what anybody else is going to think, because there are people that are listening. I mean, for the longest time, I had like crickets on all of my posts. And then I would get these private messages from people that I don't even particularly, they're not necessarily friends of mine, we're just friends on Facebook, people that I don't even ever comment or like anything, really. Um, And they say, you know, I've been reading your posts, I'm going to start researching vaccines. You know, my child has this appointment coming up, what should I do? So people are listening. And it's really just important to just do what you feel is right. If you are feeling led to spread this information, spread it. I'm not saying you necessarily have to do what I do and blast it to everybody on Facebook, but have <laughs> private conversations with friends in your life. Even just little, you know, small comments like, hey, did you know that the entire vaccine schedule has never once been tested for safety? Isn't that crazy? Or, hey, did you know that vaccines, a lot of vaccines contain cells from aborted fetuses? Or animal kidney cells like that things that people don't know that are really kind of shocking to hear that you know aluminum is a very common ingredient in a lot of the vaccines and there's no study that ever said that it's safe to inject aluminum into you know intramuscularly did you know that just little things like that and you know in conversation with people it's especially around um other parents i feel like it's a pretty common conversation that comes up oh my child has you know their appointment coming up or they just had their shots or you know, it, it does come up um, and there's always opportunities to, to bring it up um, as boldly or as kind of nonchalantly as, as you feel comfortable. But I think it's an important, really, really important conversation to have, even just, you know, just planting little seeds. My first daughter, she's six, uh, will be six this weekend. She was vaccinated on the standard schedule until she was 15 months old. Mm-hmm. And at her 15 month well baby visit, she got probably a couple of boosters, I think an MMR. And one of the vaccines that they wanted to give her that day was a chickenpox vaccine. And I said, no. And her pediatrician became really angry with me to the point where she, her hands were trembling, her skin was flushing red. Chickenpox. <laughs> right. And I said, well, listen, let me just research what's in it and what the side effects might be, and maybe we'll do it later. And she said, well, you know that she could get pneumonia from the chickenpox and she could die from pneumonia. And I, at that point, I was like laughing almost like, okay, yes, I get that. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Let's right. just see. <laughs> and we left that pediatrician's office that day knowing that we were never coming back. We, like, I didn't know what we were doing next, but I knew we were never yeah. coming back. 
And then two and a half years later, when I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, who's now two and a half as well, mm -hmm. I was getting close to the end of my third trimester and I realized we don't have a pediatrician. Like mm -hmm. we're doing something right here. Yeah. <laughs> first yeah. and foremost, right? Like we're okay without going for well baby visits and getting vaccines. Like we're doing okay. But it was when she was born that I decided not to vaccinate her at all. And I started learning more about why vaccines are being so pushed upon us. Mm -hmm. And why legislation is being attempted to be passed that and has been passed in California that forces them on us without a choice. Mm -hmm. And it's at that fun. point, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> at that point, that's when I really started to learn what was in vaccines, what the side effects are, and see what's happening. I've been really fortunate that my kids have been okay. Like mm -hmm. they, my with my six, they probably get adjusted regularly, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And we eat pretty healthy yeah. food overall, not always yeah. for the most yeah. part. Yep. But it was here comes my toddler. It was at that time that I started to see this as a like a crisis. It's not just it is something that we choose. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's not just something that we choose in my family, but that it's it's like at a it crisis is. point right now. It's it's funny that you mentioned yeah. that about the MMR and the chicken pox. Uh, so initially, that was a, those two were never supposed to even be given together, and now they have a combined vaccine, um, the, the MMR with the chicken pox. Uh, so it's a four in one. And I actually did a, a Facebook Live about this. I went, I went, I printed out the entire vaccine insert offline. It's about 25 pages long. Mm -hmm. um, and I went through and I read every single side effect, you know, ingredients, all of that. But the very interesting thing was, is there was a part, um, there was a section that was talking about, um, in the clinical trials, they found that the rate of seizures um, in the combined vaccine for the foreign one was higher than if you were to just give the chicken the chicken pox and the MMR separately But yet it's still on the market You would think that they if they found that medical trials that they would say you know what probably not a good idea Let's just continue, you know giving the three, you know the three and then the chicken pox afterwards, but instead nope It's fine. It's only seizures. I mean, what is the purpose of that? It is, it is absolutely not about the safety and health of children. It is about profit. And that, that right there was really, really eye-opening for me to see. Yes. I honestly believe, Shannon, that it will be people like you and I who are just brave enough to share information with other people that will help to really change this situation. I, I hope so because it's really, it's really, really scary. And the pharmaceutical companies have endless amounts of money to put out all the propaganda and, and that they want, but the research is there for parents. And, and you know, I try to have conversations with parents and there's some that are just so close-minded and I keep trying and it's like, you know what, not everybody is going to be open to receiving this information and I have to just accept that. But there's a lot of people that are, everybody wants to do what's best for their children, bottom line. And people have varying ideas about what that is. And some people, no matter what you tell them are always going to want to vaccinate their kids. They're definitely afraid of measles. They're terrified of, you know, pertussis. And for them, it's not so much about getting, you know, vaccines to just go away because that's never going to happen. But for them, it's more about making sure that they're informed about what the risks are and fighting to make sure that our vaccines are the safest that they possibly can be because they're not right now. And overall, 
we all deserve the right to make the choice for our children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. I I know that there will be moms listening who will really appreciate that you've shared what you have shared today. If there's someone that's listening that wants to connect with you, where is the best place for her to do that? Um, They can find me on Facebook. Um, My name is Shauna Marie. Um, Right now my Facebook profile picture is like a black and white. um, It's a black and white picture that just says um, parents uh, united against SB 18, which is, another bill happening here in California. That's very scary. So thank you again, Shana, so much. Thank you for having me. If you're a mama chiropractor, who's ready to grow your practice in a way that's right for you and your family, and you want to get clear and focused on how you can reach your practice goals in 2017, then consider Align Marketing Plan. Head over to alignwomen.com. Look for the work with me tab for more information today.